Hello, hello, hello. Happy Monday. I am Marlita Hill and this is the Kingdom Art Life where we are building harmony between faith, art, and career. You know, as I've talked to artists of faith in different conversations, two of the questions that often come up are one, how do I know what the Lord wants me to do in my career? There's this anxiety about, am I doing the right thing? And the other question is a more intimate question that I hear inside of what artists say. And it's a question that we all face at some point and have to answer for ourselves. And that question is, do I believe that God's way will lead me to where I want to get to in my career? And today I want to answer the second question first. Because if you don't first believe that God's way is going to get you where you want to go, then it doesn't matter what he says to you or how he leads you. It doesn't matter whether you know it's him talking to you. It doesn't even matter if you know that what he's telling you is the right thing to do. If you don't trust that what he's directing you will get you where you want in your career, you won't do it. Think about it. We see and commit social injustices against each other in every sphere of society on a daily basis. And we know the right thing to do, But we don't. Why? Because we do not believe that that thing we know is right is going to get us what we're after. Nor do we believe that it's going to allow us to keep the thing that we've finally gotten, that we really wanted. Because we don't just want to do the right thing that carries no motivation for us. We will do the right thing as long as it still gets us what we want and as long as it still allows us to keep what we hold dear. Think about your own life and choices. How many times has God led you to do something that you didn't do? Why didn't you do it? If you were convinced that his leading was still going to get you what you were after, you would have done it with no hesitation. But you weren't convinced of that. So you didn't do it. Or maybe it's just me that's had to confront that harsh reality about myself. (laughs) So let's look at this. Do you believe that God's way will get you to where you want to be in your career? In this podcast, we talk about harmony. And harmony is about oneness of mind. No struggle, no strain, being settled, standing flat-footed, full acceptance. And how can you have that? How can you be settled and stand flat-footed and full acceptance if you as a Christian with a secular art career, are not convinced that the God of your Christianity can lead you into your career's promised land. As people of faith, there are two critical questions that we encounter. One is finite, and the other is perpetual and persistent and constant. The first question is, are you going to live this life with me or not? That is the question of salvation. Jesus says, I died on the cross and I rose again, and I've made this victorious life available to you. I've made it possible for you and I to be back in relationship with each other. Do you want it? Yes or no? Finite. There's an immediate response to that. You either receive salvation or you don't. And once that choice is made, you're either saved or you're not. Finite. The other question, though, is perpetual, and it persists throughout the life of your faith walk. I mean, in fact, 
It is the life of your faith walk. And that question is whose report will you believe? Matthew 6.24 says it this way. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In John 14.23, Jesus says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's you sent me. So let's look at this together. Matthew 6.24 says you cannot serve two masters, for either you're going to hate the one and love the other. And by John 14.23, we understand that part of love is to keep the word of God. So are you going to do what I'm telling you to do, or are you going to do what they're telling you to do? Because you can't serve two masters. You can't be led and influenced by two people. Okay, let's apply this to our career. So God is asking, are you going to get connected with that director you've always wanted to work with by the way I'm leading you? Or are you going to do it by the means you see everyone else doing it? Are you going to go to those contract negotiations and say what I told you to say? Or are you going to follow the advice of your agent? Are you going to say no to that project like I told you to do? Or are you going to say yes to that project because everyone else is telling you that your career won't survive if you say no? Are you going to make that phone call to the studio owner like I told you to do? Or are you not going to do it because in your own mind, you don't understand how it would be possible for them to actually say yes to what I told you to ask them? Whose report will you believe? Guys, this is faith coming off the pages, out of our heads, into our everyday life. I was talking to a group of ladies who I'm leading through a Kingdom Art Life Intensive in New York. And this past week, we were talking about the same idea of trust. And I led them through a series of questions. And the first question that I had them answer for themselves was, what does it mean to trust someone? And one of the ladies said it's about fully believing that the other person has your best interest at heart. And it's about having the confidence that you could put your life in their hands and be safe. So I asked her, okay, do you believe that God has your best interest at heart? And she smiled and she said, yes. Then I asked her, do you trust that your life is safe in God's hands? She smiled again and she said, yes. Then I asked her, if that's the case, then why is it still so difficult for you to trust him with your career, to fully put your career in his hands and to allow your career to be fully led and directed by him? And again, she smiled, but with one of those like, dang faces. <laughs> she had to pause. And think about that one. And we all have to pause and think about this because these are the things that we say. These are the things that come out of our mouths. Yes, I love God. Okay. But we saw what the Bible says about loving God and what that looks like. And we say, yes, I trust God. And then the sharing of this conversation with you that I had with this sister saying we trust God 
and walking in trust are two different things. So the question again that we're pondering is, do we believe that doing it God's way will get us to the place we're trying to go in our career life? But this is not only a question of destination. This is also a question of quality and of experience. If I do this God's way, what is my experience going to be like? Am I going to have to look stupid? Am I going to have to do embarrassing things? Am I going to have to do weird and bizarre things in front of everybody? Because I don't really know if I could do that. And what am I going to have to go through? Like, are you going to ask me to do uncomfortable things and look silly in front of people? And that's a real concern. And it's one that I myself have to confront because the Lord led me to quit my job recently. And even today, it's a trust walk for me. And the other day, my father asked me, did you even think about this decision before you made it? And having to look like you are irresponsible, naive, unfocused, or just flat out disillusioned in front of people, that's hard. And I imagine that Jesus had to go through the same thing when he was talking all that yim-yam about my daddy's going to raise me up in three days and you can't kill me. I give my life. I mean, he was talking a lot ahead, a lot of stuff. And we see in the Garden of Gethsemane that he even had to confront this question and he had to make a decision about it before he could actually move forward. Do I believe, God, that what you're telling me to do is actually going to pay off? Is it actually going to end up like you showed me and like you promised me? And then there's the question of quality. When I get there, what am I going to look like? What state of being will I be in? Will I have gotten there and lost everything in the process and I'm barely dragging myself over the finish line? Am I going to get there, but my spirit is so broken because of all the things that I had to lose, all the people I had to give up if I do it your way? What will the quality of my being be in getting there your way? Which is again, another good question and another real concern. So I want to encourage you about the quality issue through Daniel's account with Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel 1, we see the account where King Nebuchadnezzar takes control of Judah. And the king wants some young men. He wants to raise them up to serve under him. So he tells one of his guys to go and get some of the children of Israel, some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles. The Bible says that these were young men without blemish, that they were good looking, they were gifted in all wisdom, they had knowledge, and they were quick to understand. And they wanted to take these boys and teach them the language and the literature of the Chaldeans. So basically, they wanted to indoctrinate them in the Chaldean way of living and thinking. Now, the children of Israel, God's people, are among some of these young men that they bring to indoctrinate in the Chaldean way. And it also says that the king set them up with daily provisions of food and wine and had training for them. So basically, serving under the king for these young men was essentially living the life. 
But in that group, you had four young men of Israel, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And Daniel makes the decision that he and the other three are going to follow God's way instead of the Chaldeans as much as they can. And the Bible says that Daniel purposes in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's delicacies or with his wine. So he talks to one of the chief eunuchs about this. And the chief basically says, listen, I I appreciate your conviction, but I'm scared of the king and I don't think this is going to work. And I can't present you to the king looking worse than all the other boys. So Daniel says, listen, y'all eat what you're going to eat, but feed us vegetables and give us water. We're going to do it God's way. And in 10 days, test us and let's see who looks better. So Daniel says, we're going to do it God's way. And he tells them, you do it the Chaldean way. And in 10 days, test us. Let's see who comes out better. And at the end of the 10 days, verse 19 says that the king interviews them, the four of them. And among all the boys, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Nobody looked like them. And it says, therefore, they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them 10 times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. And later, we find out that Daniel continues to do it God's way, so much so that it leads to the king promoting him and making him ruler over the whole province of Babylon. This is over all of the other young men who were learning and participating in the Chaldean way. This is over all of the other magicians and wise men. Out of all of them, it was Daniel who was made ruler over the whole province of Babylon. And he was also made the chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Because he said, I'm going to do this God's way. He came out looking better. There was nobody in Babylon found like him, like the four of them. No one. So my question for you to ponder this week with God is, whose report will you believe? Whose way will you follow? Who's going to lead you into the promised land of your career? Is it going to be you and your own understanding and education? Is it going to be other people whose examples you're trying to follow? Is it going to be your agent, your management? Or is it going to be the Spirit of God? Okay, fam, that's what I have for this week. So come and talk to me. TheKingdomArtLife.com. Click on episode 10 and tell me. What would a final settling of this question and a commitment to the answer change for you? And what is the nagging hesitation that keeps you from going all in? Let me know. Also, I mentioned that I've been leading some artists through a seven-week intensive about the very thing we talk about here, about living a kingdom art life in harmony between faith, art, and career. And in the intensive, we go much deeper than I can go on the podcast. I'm about to start another session, and if that's something you'd like to be a part of, go to the show notes and there'll be a link there. 
click on that link, fill out that short form, just your name and email, and I'll send you some more information about our next session. TheKingdomArtLife.com, episode 10. I'll see you in the chat, and I'll see you next Monday.